Hey, thanks for listening. This is Jeff, Fitness Minus the BS. On this episode, uh, I have a chat with my our massage therapist at Train Insane. We always talk about doing a podcast together and we keep trying to book time. So we figured I was getting a massage already. Why not do a podcast at the same time? Uh, we talk about injuries. We talk about recovery. We talk about all kinds of, of general fitness things. Uh, she tortures me. So that's that explains some of the, the, the yelling that's going on. Um, but something we were trying out. I hope you guys like it. Enjoy. I know what we were talking about yesterday when we were talking about injury, right? Yes. Reality versus what people's imagination or thought processes on healing from an injury. Um, oh, you're talking about you're talking about post injury. No, like how fast you can actually in, heal from it, recover from an injury when you're in shape versus not in shape oh, you're just on your act. nutrition yeah, 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 yeah. versus not on your nutrition, you know? Well, that's just, that's just giving goes... the body what it, it needs to actually heal. Well, I mean, it goes back to training is, is you know, if you're constantly breaking down your tissues, mm-hmm. the act of recovering, like, that's what your immune system is. Yes. You know, it's it's it might be a little bit different to rebuild muscle, but, I mean, you're still, like, you're doing you're doing small amounts of damage to your body when you train and your body gets really good at fixing that. So when you end up having, you know, depending on how bad your injury is, whether it's a minor pull or it's a surgery, movement the, sends blood to the area too. But your body's just well well it's just well versed in that process mm-hmm. as opposed to people that sit on their ass <laughs> and their body never has to really fix anything. You know, until they hurt themselves. And then it's really hard. And then, you know, you you add to that the fact that it's like, well, their mobility is probably not that great. And, you know, maybe they have circulation issues because they're, uh, you know, they don't get their heart rate up very often. It's just, you know, all these things compound. And then you end up with, you know, you end up with the people that gimp around for the rest of their life because they, you know, they hurt themselves. And then because they were so sedentary and, and I'm sorry... The more, the longer I do this, the more it's, it's just like the aggressive pursuit of comfort. I mean, that's real though. Like that is, I heard somebody say that the other day. That's what aging is. Aging is like your aggressive pursuit of just being comfortable all the time. Yeah. And there couldn't be anything worse for you. 100%. You know, I say it in here all the time that movement creates movement. That body in motion stays in motion. That is true. The more sedentary we are, the more sedentary we become because the body just gets comfortable and it would rather sit and do nothing than be forced to do something until we tell our body that it's used to doing something. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, we tell the brain. The brain gets comfortable. The body suffers. But I think it's it's a matter of, I mean, obviously, I mean, who doesn't want to be comfortable? It's comfortable, you know? But I think the, the key here is, is having the capacity or the ability to do things when you need to. So it's like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to be uncomfortable all day long. I'm not, like, that's not, <laughs> that's not the goal here. But, but the goal is, is to make yourself uncomfortable enough 
so that when you need to do something that's uncomfortable, you have the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that, you know, and when I say uncomfortable, that could range from having to walk up a flight of stairs to having to pick up something heavy. Walk around with your spouse on vacation. Yeah. You know, these are all things that, that and again, and I think the lever, the level of discomfort will depend on how often you're willing to voluntarily make yourself uncomfortable, right? 100%. If you... 100%. If you don't ever, and by voluntarily, I mean working out. I mean mm-hmm. going and doing shit on purpose that you you know that makes you uncomfortable, makes life in general more comfortable. I say that to people all the time. It's like the training you do in the gym is to make life outside the gym better or easier. Mm-hmm. But when you don't do anything ever, everything's hard. Anything other than sitting on your ass is hard. <laughs> Even sitting on your ass sometimes is hard. Well, it will eventually be yes. when you can't get your ass out of the chair because that's what's coming. Yes. But I also think that there's more to it uh, as far as like making ourselves uncomfortable in the gym to make ourselves, to make things easier in real life. It also gives us, it's also a mental state of mind too, right? Not just physical capabilities, it's a mental capability, right? If I can overcome squatting 200 pounds on my back I now have the mental capacity to possibly push myself into going for a promotion at work or I don't know fighting for something at home that you really want things like that um and because you've been able to succeed physically physically and and mentally at the gym well, you're, I mean, you're talking, you're, you're talking about the ability to do hard things. Yes. Just, Period. You know, and full In stop. In general, full yeah. stop. Do hard things. Um, you know, I think the gym gives us a lot more than just strength training. It also gives us pride. It gives us emotional support. It gives us the mental ability to overcome difficulties, period. Um and I think that that's a lot of things that people don't think about, right? Um, when we talk about, you know, especially some of the older folks that are coming in and training, you know, Mike's mom, one of the first mm-hmm. things that she said to me was how, you know, weak she felt and things like that. And a realization for her when she, I think she had been here maybe two months, and she realized that she could lift the cat litter out of the car and carry it into the house without asking for help. So it's those types of things where it's like, oh, I can do this myself. I can go to the grocery store. I can carry these bags in myself. Those types of things, you know. I can carry the cat out of the house (laughs) and never have him come back. (laughs) I know you hate cats. Yeah, I don't want That's that's the first thing. I'm strong enough to chase down the cat and throw him out of the house. Um, But... But no, I mean, yes, there's, and that's something that, that it took me a really long time to, to understand, you know, because for me, at least initially, training was always about how I looked and performed. Sure. It was, it was not really about function because there was, I, there was nothing in my life that I wasn't strong enough to do. Right. And I think, I mean, I definitely took that for granted. I think a lot of people take that for granted as if. You know, I, I was having a conversation with one of my best friends the other day 
who was telling me, you know, I was like, oh, I don't really, I don't really work out that much, but you know, I'm, I seem to be hanging on to my strength. It's like, well, how long do you think that's going to last? Yeah, but is he really hanging on to his strength? When was the last time he really tr- tested his strength, right? You know, it... Well, how do you test your strength if you're not, if you're not training with weights? I mean, that's another thing. It's like, how strong are you? Right. Like, how do you know? And, and this is this real question. A lot of people don't realize how strong they're not until they try to pick something up that they're not strong enough to and hurt themselves. Well, I mean, I even look at, you know, being able to get out of a chair without using the support of your arms. You know what I mean? Can you stand up from a sitting position in a chair or the couch or anything like that without using your arms to get up? I was just talking. We were doing single leg squats today in the gym just to a box. I was just talking to people about that this mm-hmm. morning. It's like, look. You know, because they were just like, oh, you know, when I get up off the couch, I can, I, I, you know, I can grab onto something. I was like, yeah, well, there ain't nothing to grab onto on the toilet. That's 100%. There's, I mean, you, you got to stand you can up. rock all you want. I was like, the day that I have to call somebody in to help me off the toilet, just put my head <laughs> in it and flush. I'm done. So, yes, that that is a very, very base level. And it's also a reason why squatting is necessary you know i hear a lot of people bad mouthing squats these days and oh squats are bad for your knees and your back and your hips it's like no (laughs) that's a basic human movement it is a basic human movement but i don't think people look at it that way when we are strapping you know a bar and 100 plus pounds to that bar but the thing is is that i mean i have knee problems you have knee problems the thing that helps support that joint is the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments that are around it. And if those are weak, then your joint structure is weak. So there are things that we can do to modify, to, pro- pro- to protect a joint that already might be damaged or injured, but doing the squats is still necessary. Strengthening those muscles around that joint structure so that it continues to protect that joint structure to help minimize it's degeneration is absolutely important. And, I, and people, don't, people don't think about that. My mom is 67. I just turned 47. Now, my mother has never been a physical person, really, her entire life. She never played sports as a child, you know, things like that. I have always been active in sports. My mom was diagnosed last year, I think, with osteoporosis in her right femur. It has terrified her, right? As it should. You break, you break that, and what do they say? The, the percentage of you being dead within the next year is... is I mean, it's, it's, it's increased by, like, I think, like, 60%. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard different numbers, but it's, so, it's, it's, it's not good. It's, it's not good at all. You know, and we just came back from vacation. We went to London, and my mom struggled a lot, and she was very surprised at how much she couldn't do. She couldn't walk a half a mile without being in pain. We took a double-decker bus to tour the city. Getting on and off that bus was very difficult for her. And she was like, the osteoporosis is just causing me so much pain. And I'm like, it's not the osteoporosis that's causing you pain, Mom. It's that you don't have the strength in your legs, in your hips, in your abs. My mom's not a big woman. She's very small. She's pretty petite. But she sits all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And that scares the crap out of me. And I don't know how me saying that and doing what I do in my daily life is not getting her to be like, mm, 
maybe I should listen to my child and do something about this. You know what I mean? Because she's afraid. She's afraid to make that change. She's afraid to be uncomfortable. But by making herself uncomfortable in the short span of time could possibly save her life down the road. And that is right right now what I'm trying to get across to my mom. I was just, I, I just came from, I just came from the Cairo. And for mm-hmm. those of you that I didn't say this, but Sarah's actively giving me a massage right now. So <laughs> if I pause randomly in the middle of this, it's because I'm trying not to yell curse words. But I just came from, so I'm, I am choosing to make myself uncomfortable right now by her driving her elbow into my quad. And I just came from a chiropractor appointment where I did the exact same thing. Uh, you know, he, before, before I get adjusted, he, you know, drives his elbow into my back, into whatever, you know, whatever knots I may have. And I was thinking about, it's like, how, like, I know that this hurts. Like what's happening right now doesn't feel good, but I understand the benefit and I'm willing to undergo that because A, I know that it's going to make me feel better. And B, I know that it's going to prevent a worse injury down the road. Mm-hmm. And I... That's not, that's not a common way for people to think, even though it should be. Um, and instead, they avoid pain. So when it comes to rolling out at the gym, right? I know you've told 100,000 people to roll out. But it hurts. Yeah. I, I know it hurts. It hurts me when I do it, too. Yeah. No, it's, it sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with you. Um, it's, not like, it's, it's not like you're doing it wrong. That's, that's how it happens. But... It is, you know, those same people that will avoid that will then complain about being in pain all the time. Yeah. And it's like, well, would you rather spend 10 minutes a day inflicting pain on yourself, which I understand sounds weird, or would you rather be in pain most of the day? You know, I'd rather be in an intense pain for a short amount of time than nagging pain all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if people think about it that way, but that's, I mean, that's exactly how I think about it. I mean, yes. I mean, uh, there are things that we have to do every single day to keep ourselves healthy. Sleeping enough, eating the right foods, and, and moving our body. Sometimes, with an injury, rest is absolutely needed for a very specific area. But it doesn't mean that you have to stop all activity. I, th- I mean, that's another great point of, you know, you, you, you had brought up earlier that I've, you know, I've had some knee issues over the last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had some, you know, I'm almost, I'm almost certain now that it was, the, it was my quadriceps tendon. And, you know, yes. I, I have a bunch of theories about what I probably did to piss it off. But at the end of the day... What, what is it, how do I make people understand that, like, I didn't stop training my legs. You trained around it. You worked with the injury. You worked with the discomfort. And you went to that level to allow yourself to continue to have the mobility and to maintain a, a minimal amount of strength for you in that area. You know what I mean? So that you still could function and walk around and all that kind of stuff. You just didn't stop training legs and you didn't stop. You didn't switch specifically to single leg stuff. You still trained the leg that was hurt. You just modified it. I went super light is what I did. I went way, I went light and I, and again, a lot of, the, a lot of this is just the know-how that I have with my background. But 
you know, I let Payne be my, be my guide, mm-hmm. stripped weight off the bar until I could do, you know, even uh, though I maybe had to do 30 reps, um, I just, I just kind of did what I did what I could to make that happen. And it's, it is, oh, sorry, got to turn over. Um, it's just a matter of, of getting yourself in the mindset that what's the other option like i don't I, that's what i don't understand like when people i feel like for me like there is no other option it's not like i'm ever going to stop training because i i would just watch my body deteriorate and i can't i can't even fathom that but a lot of people seem like they're just waiting for a good enough excuse to stop mm-hmm. right they're just waiting for that excuse that they think they can say that will make people go like oh that makes sense like oh i used to be in great shape and then, you know, my knee started hurting one day and I stopped. Like, Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I don't know. When I, when I see people who had to have a leg amputated or lost an arm or something like that, and they're still trying to train and compete and do something physical every single day, I mean, that makes me want to call bullshit on those people. You know what I mean? There is a way for you to continue to stay active. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. Might you be in a little bit of pain until the body gets used to it? Is it going to be absolutely difficult? 100%. But what's the difference? Doing nothing? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lay down and die. It's so it's so hard for me when people cuz it's especially because of what I do, you know, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll bump into somebody that, you know, maybe used to be a gym member or somebody that I knew uh, from a long time ago that used to either, you know, that used to work out with me or used to be in shape, you know, and they'll, they'll tell me this story. And it is, it's like, I'll listen. Like, I'll listen to what you have to say. And I'm not even going to call you out on it. But just know that, like, when you tell me that story, in my head I'm going, bullshit. Like, I can't help it. I can't help but think, no matter what it, I mean, again, if you're in a wheelchair, I mean, not that I don't know people that are that are in wheelchairs that lift weights, but I mean, like, okay, that that sucks. I can understand, but you know what? You broke your foot, like you. But I also think that that's 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 a it's a different mental state of mind, right? Like that's also what we're talking about here. Is that they have to decide? They have to decide the type of life that they want. So you might not be able to do everything that you want to do or were able to do, so you need to change that. You need to find a new way to stay active and to stay, maintain your, your fitness level because of that injury. Choosing to just not do anything, that to me is a different type of, of well, I don't know, mental... Toughness. Mental degeneration or, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mental weakness. Um, for lack of a better phrase at this moment, that that person has to choose to overcome. Yeah, it's especially at this point, like I've worked with people, you know, I, I, I know people that are in the gym right now that had double hip replacement, knee replacements. Double knee replacements. Double knee replacements. Um, you know, back surgery. I, I helped a girl have who had major back surgery. You, have you met Stephanie before? Mm-hmm. Stephanie had major back surgery. 
and got back to stronger than she was before she hurt her back. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she said, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to. I mean, we have clients right now, somebody that just had a full ACL repair back in the gym. Can't do squats, but in here bench pressing and doing upper body. Tom Casella had two, sorry, I'm going to put Tom on blast, <laughs> had two shoulder replacement surgeries. Yep. Back in the gym. Yep. You know, the, these are not superhumans. Melissa right now. Yeah. So there, there, there is a way you just have to make that choice. It just, I just at this point, I've you know almost every time anyone has a reason not to train, like I can tell you that I've worked with somebody that's had that same thing, and got their ass back in the gym, you know, even even on the you know the some of the some of the mom type stuff like diastasis recti, mm. like we've had multiple, um, you know Melissa who's no longer here, she moved to Florida, but had like bad like four finger. You know, diastasis recti. Yeah. Was able to rehab it because she wanted to. She could have very easily. Her doctor said it wouldn't fix. Doctor was like, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And it, it's and that's what people want to hear. People want to hear. Well, because it gives them an excuse. Yep. They want to hear somebody tell them there's nothing you can do. And in my experience, it's the people that, you know, you hear those stories all the time. Everybody cheers and everybody loves these stories. Like, the doctor said he would never walk again. And now he runs marathons. Like... Have you not heard enough of those stories to know that a lot of doctors don't know shit? Like, they don't know what they're talking about when they say that. You know, I think, like, you know, and I don't know that they're actually saying it. This is what people say. But it's like, they really, they're looking at you like, don't even try. You'll never walk again. Like, I mean, what kind think, of shit doctor is that? I mean, I've worked with some doctors. But I think that some doctors have an older school mentality. Like, how many times do we have clients come in and they're like, my doctor said I should stop lifting weights. And we're like, I'm like, get a second opinion. Find a new doctor. Yeah. Because that doctor is not the doctor for you. Anybody that tells you to stop being active, you know, I just tore the ligament in my middle finger, you know, six weeks ago when I went. Overactive? Yeah, I was overactive. Very overactive. (laughs) Um, When I saw him last week and he gave me the okay, I said, can I go back to climbing? And he said, absolutely, I want you to do what it is that you love doing. Don't stop doing those things. And if you continue to have an issue, well, then we need to reevaluate and we'll look at something else. But don't stop doing what you love to do because of an injury or because something is hurting. Let's find out how we can keep you moving. Well, yeah, especially, I mean, climbing is a little bit different. Like, I mean, I guess... Climbing is not a necessity in the sense that, like, you could go your whole life without climbing. Again, unless you plan on going to, like, I don't know, the Himalaya Mountains and get trapped, <laughs> right? Like, it's not – it's something that you may never need to be able to do. Also but true. But when it comes to something like – when the doctor said I should never squat again. I was like, well, how are you going to take a shit? Right. You know, they, they just say these dumb things about, like, well, we said I should never deadlift again. Okay, well, then you better never pick anything up off the ground. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, oh, he said, I could never, I can't do anything over my head. It's like, well, okay, well, remember that when you're taking something off a shelf. Like, mm-hmm. like these, are, these are things that you're going to do in real life. So it doesn't make any sense that you would stop training us. Now, again, I do feel like, ow. <laughs> I do. I do feel like a lot of people, as soon as you hear weight training, oh. That's the bad one right there. Yeah. She has found the knot in my hamstring. <laughs> um, 
I do feel like some people, as soon as you hear weight training, they immediately think that it has to be heavy or some kind of like max, like you don't. You don't have to do that. There are these things, they're called rep ranges. Yes. And they allow you to lift lighter weights or heavier weights depending on injuries, what you're trying to accomplish. The day, you know, if it's just a lighter day, uh, you don't always have to max out. And I know some people that, that don't have a lot of weight training experience may not know that. It's not, you know, not every day is max day. Mm-hmm. It's not CrossFit. <clears throat> so, <laughs> below the belt. They're not here to defend themselves. But you don't, you know, the, 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 the strength training part of this doesn't need to be this bone crushing, you know, the way I, I see women in the gym, and I always use this as an example. I see women in the gym that are like, they won't curl more than five pounds. And then they'll pick up a bag that weighs 20 before they leave to go out the door. And it's like, or their purse or their, weighs yeah. 15 pounds. Like, <laughs> or their child weighs 50. <laughs> it just cracks me up. It's like, how do you guys not understand the weight? And, and again, and one day what they're going to do is they're going to go pick up that bag and they're going to tear their bicep. Because they would, because they they're not ready to pick it up, and they've just gotten so weak. Or their shoulder. While they're still, oh, that right there, whatever that is. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting podcast. Oh, fuck. Sorry, everybody. Maybe not sorry. Some of you are might be enjoying Jeff being in pain right now. Oh. Pause for a minute oh. while I deal and dig into this. You can't knowledge. pause it. It's just going. Uh, Anyways, um, I'm gonna. Oh, I think we kind of we kind of got out the the topic that we wanted to yes, chat about. But for sure, uh, we'll see how this goes. I think that was interesting. I think uh, Sarah and I have a lot of interesting conversations while I'm getting a massage, and I always say like we should just record this. And today we did and we did so uh yeah we'll see hopefully you guys enjoyed that and i'm gonna go back to getting tortured thanks for listening